0: What's new, Travis?
1: <laughs> what's new, Emily?
0: And then there were two.
1: No, what's new with me is there's no Nate. We have no Nate.
0: He is doing the Lord's work on his wife's birthday.
1: Yes. Oh, didn't like the way that sounded. <laughs> oh at my all.
0: goodness. Go, go, Nate and Catherine.
1: Yeah, no, it's Catherine's birthday. We 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 generally record on Sundays. Like we just kind of know we're going to record on Sundays. But I didn't even look at Catherine's birthday, so that was on me for not scheduling that out little bit better than
0: that was on me for not telling you because I knew she, I knew it was her birthday earlier this morning yeah but I didn't think about it yeah
1: that was a whiff on on it was, basically it was a team it was a team, it's fail. A team whiff. Yeah. way to be born today Catherine <laughs> happy birthday Catherine but I guess when this airs, she won't know it was her birthday
0: she'll be two days older than her birthday
1: yeah so happy birthday she won't know it
0: was her birthday
1: <laughs> yeah or something anyway um, belated birthday to Catherine official wife of the show we we agreed on that, right?
0: I think so. Yeah, because awesome. I'm a co-host. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the hierarchy is there, but I'm fine with it.
1: Yeah. No. I think she's the official. She's for sure the official wife of the show, and probably the official dog mom of the show. Yeah. Whoa! Don't look at me like that. Don't, don't look like that. the way that feels. What's new with you?
0: Uh, what's new with me? Is, well, two things. Uh, there were no new reviews this week, so listeners of the show. Disappointing. I will I will beg of you once again to please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It is the way people find our show in the mysterious algorithms of the Apple Podcast universe. If you leave us a review, I will read it no matter what it says and no matter how many stars it is.
1: I think we may weigh in. There could be some that got no. through that we didn't read. I'm committed. Are you? I'm not scared. Okay.
0: Um, my actual what's new is...
1: Yeah, because we did get one that was a scathing one one time and we read <laughs> it's it. fantastic. We we pretty much chewed that person well, out as everybody's
0: well. got to be open to constructive criticism sure
1: i think that wasn't constructive i think that was just a hateful person that's okay what's the other thing to new with you
0: um i watched a movie
1: i know which is in and of <laughs> itself an accomplishment
0: i didn't sit still through the whole thing i got a load of laundry done and some dishes but i, I watched a movie called the fugitive yes um, you may not have heard of it
1: no they've all heard of it but because they're all adults
0: it was quite famous in the early 90s there might
1: be some seventh graders on here that have heard of it
0: and now that I've watched it, I understand why it may have been quite the smash. Really? Yes. There was a bit of eye candy.
1: <laughs> For the ladies.
0: Yeah. I have a ridiculous crush on the the men in that movie.
1: Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. Yep. Both both very attractive. I'm, quite I'm comfortable attractive. saying that. Yes. Um, it's not to dis- diminish the the ladies in it, but there's not really any female leads. Like, Celia Ward is his wife, but she's, she's yeah. gone, she's murdered in the first five I minutes. I feel like, of the
0: movie. you know, 30 years later, we have more female leads out there. Yes. But back in the that day, that was just, doesn't pass
1: know. the uh, Bechdel test. Do you know about the Bechdel test? No. So, if a movie has, I think, I'm, I'm going off memory, but if a movie has two female leads and they have a conversation with each other that's not dependent on a male character, it passes the Bechdel test. And like, I don't think any movies passed it until, like, 1997 or
0: something. Oh, my gosh. That sounds about right. Uh, anyways, it was so good. I feel like I gasped out loud, like, six times. Yeah. It's an intense movie. And covered my eyes and said I hated it. But then when it was over. I loved it.
1: RDU90. Provasic. Dr. Charles Nichols was behind the whole thing.
0: Spoiler alert. Yeah. No,
1: it, it's 37 years <laughs> old or something at well, this point. Some
0: of us are. Oh, my gosh. It's only a year older than me.
1: No, it's a lot younger than you. Oh, Oh, that's
0: right, because I was I was alive in the eighties.
1: Yeah, it's it's from ninety two, so I didn't do that math very well. Twenty nine years old.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, um, so that's your pop
1: culture update.
0: That's what's new with me. <laughs> what's new with you? It's it's
1: good that we can be so relevant on pop culture, like giving them updates on thirty year old movies.
0: <laughs> I ugh, whatever it with, is what it is with
1: spoiler alerts. I already did what was new with me. You did. Yeah, that Nate's not here. Remember that oh, part? Oh, that's not a real one. That's a real one.
0: Can we talk about what happened last week?
1: Yes. Well, before we talk about anything else, because I'm going to forget to do it otherwise, Uh we need to talk about our good friend. Fletch. 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 Fletcher Hallett. Hallett Insurance Company. I can't believe there are still people listening to this that have not reached out to Fletcher to get a quote on their home auto business. Business is a big one. Like, I know we have a lot of small business uh, listeners paying attention to this. Anyway, life insurance, any of that insurance stuff. Reach out to Fletcher Hallett, 904-315-5812. You can call, you can text, you can email. There's all this myriad of ways to get a hold of Fletcher. So if you don't, like if you're weird and you don't want to do it. And I remember I was listening to one of our old episodes the other day. Really? And I said, if you want to just call and talk about decoys with Fletcher, you can. Because Fletcher is an outdoorsman. Like he does a lot for the youth hunts up there. He's getting ready for turkey season. So if you just want to call and talk turkey calls too, I'm sure he would love those calls as well. So 904 315 t call, text, or email hallet at hallettends.com. Emily, I think you're going to jazz up how you sing Hallett this yeah, week. Yeah, I got to change it up. Okay, let's hear it.
0: Double the L's and double the T's. Hallett for all your insurance needs. Yeah. Wow. How's that?
1: That was fantastic. I may have to cut that one out and save it. Okay. It's like a commercial. Then
0: I don't have to sing it every week.
1: No, you still, I like it when you sing it live though, because so many things can go awry.
0: <laughs> Next, I'm going to write a
1: rap. Are you? You no. said that for Two Fish Creative and I, they they got so upset with you that they,
0: I wrote like three raps for them and you told yeah, me none of them were allowed. Because
1: they were also, the language was inappropriate. <laughs> no one wants their rap to be like street I don't know. gangster rap. I
0: am. I am what I am. Like Popeye says. All right.
1: Since it's just me and M, we're going to talk about what's noteworthy. We're going into the week of the RHA meetings and stuff. So we got a few things we're going to take off the list. Then we're going to talk about kind of the RHA stuff. Where we're going to start, though. Can
0: I brag on my husband? Go, go. Listen, guys. We So last week we had, I think a couple episodes ago, we actually said that one of our goals for the year was to start doing Zoom calls with you guys so that we could teach you about issues that were coming up in FWC meetings or other meetings. Um, Because so many of you have told us over the years that you wanted to be able to speak to those issues, make public comment, make a written comment, but you weren't quite sure that you were educated enough to do it and you needed a little safety net. And so we did the first one of those last week. We had 28 people.
1: 28 or 29, I can't remember, It it was right at 30.
0: Yeah, on the call, which was awesome because the facebook event didn't we didn't think we'd have that many people
1: yeah i think we had 12 people respond were coming <laughs> on facebook
0: but thank you all so much whoever attended uh we we have we took a roll call of who was there but it was just such a great time. Travis presented, he, he was very prepared. So this is what you get if you come to the next Zoom call. We talk about the issue. Why is it an issue? What every side thinks of the issue? Because we want you to understand where everyone's coming from. How other states may have dealt with the issue and then what our proposals are and what our public comments gonna be. In this particular Zoom call, we also had materials available afterward for our attendees to reference. And we helped them write you know, kind of a template for like how to make a written comment
1: for yeah. the meeting. And we provided that into the group and stuff, all of the materials from the, from the, the presentation. Yeah, this we th-
0: couldn't record it, which was sad. We had like a t- technology failure, but. Thanks, Taylor Swift. Other than that, it was literally everything I ever dreamed of for that, those type of meetings and that type of setting. So kudos to you, Thompson. Really well, well done.
1: Kudos to our community. Cause that's really what makes that work. Like I could prepare and do all that stuff. And if we don't have the community that we have, that stuff doesn't happen the way it does. So right. okay. I I can't tell you how many like workshops and stuff I've been to online on Zoom calls where they ask for questions and no one has one.
0: Oh my gosh. We had half an hour worth of questions at the end of ours.
1: Everyone on there except Mike Melton asked a question. And that's only cause Mike Melton could figure out how his call of duty headset worked. <laughs> Did that feel targeted at Mike Melton a little bit?
0: I have wanted to do rockets on Valhalla ever since I saw that really? nice headset. Yes.
1: You don't use snipers and carrying to Jim.
0: <laughs> um, but, Oh, do you want to do the questions now or do you want to wait?
1: We'll come back to the questions in a second. Okay. I just wanted to thank everybody that did that. Uh, we had a lot of great feedback on that.
0: We did. It one, was so
1: cool. One thing we love though is real feedback. So if you like don't want to hurt our feelings, you can send me a text. You can send us a message or whatever and be like, I liked this. I didn't like that or whatever. We really do value true true authentic feedback on this stuff.
0: Yeah. And we had notes for ourselves too. Cause we always want to improve.
1: Um, uh, but the, the general, the general feedback that we heard was, it was an awesome event. Everybody had a good time. Um, it was super interactive. I think, I think I talked for 27 minutes. Does that sound right? So it was inductive for 27 minutes and then it was con- converse as conversion as it could be. Yeah. Cause you don't have, you know, multiple people talking at one time. Yeah. Um, so we're we're really hopeful to be able to continue to use that platform moving forward. If there are things you want done on that platform, let us know what they are. Like we will take ideas.
0: Well, now that we've done it once, it's we have a lot of ideas, too. We could do a live show that recording that way. We could do just a hangout night with beer and trivia. Like, yep. Anyway, so super so fun. many
1: so many things we can do through that,
0: and that lets our out-of-state listeners participate too, where anything else is just local.
1: I don't know. Have you met some of our out-of-state listeners? Yeah,
0: I want to get the Canadians on.
1: Oh, Jonathan Webb. <laughs>
0: um,
1: we were we are going to come back to the RHA discussion in just a minute because uh, on the Zoom call. So here's what happened. Let me just let me just level set this for just a second. Emily and I are talking about logistics for the Zoom. And she's like, "Hey, you gotta have you gotta have wait, waiting room music, like for people when they're joining in." So there is some music playing in the background. Obviously, that's got to be Taylor Swift, right? Obviously, obviously, it's got to be Taylor Swift. Who else would it be? So I set it up somehow to share Zoom to put the input from Spotify, so I could play some Taylor Swift. And what happened is when I did that, it shut off the recording because of ASCAP. Is that what it's called? The the copyright thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It shut off the recording part of Zoom. And I thought it was running. I had set it up and had it running before that. So we didn't actually record anything except me saying, hey, I'm about to start playing music. And then that was it. <laughs> so sorry about that. So we're going to try to give you guys some of the questions that were asked the other night. Um, can we title this a little bit more of a Eat Your Vegetables episode? Just because it, it won't be as, as lighthearted. Is that not fair?
0: I don't like that.
1: You don't like that one bit?
0: I don't like it coming from you. It seems a little... An inauthentic. Really? Yeah. You don't eat vegetables.
1: Wow. That was targeted. It was. I and- hate vegetables. Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. All right. These are the other things that we need to tell you about before we before we touch on these RHA questions in case anyone wants to make public comments. So, um, First thing up that we're going to tell you about, are you done with that drink that you're slurping across Sorry. the room with the microphone Thirsty. running? Sorry. Uh, FWC has three lake management plan meetings coming up in the next... I guess, month or so. Um, these are these are the events where you get to go let your voice be heard, be informed about what's going on on my lake. Um, March 9th is the Harris Chain of Lakes. March 16th is the Okeechobee Management Plan. And March 23rd is the Kissimmee Chain of Lakes Management Plan. I'm going to go create those as events on the Cast and Blast page and then share them to the group so you can say if you're interested or going or anything else. Um, these are all evening meetings. A lot of people have asked us over the years, how do I get involved in conservation? Paying attention to this kind of stuff. You don't have to go to all three of those, but pick the lake that you recreate on or the chain you recreate on. Try to be at it. Try to learn some about it. Try to pay attention to it. Try to give some input if you have it, or just go and listen and be ready for it. Um, anyway, those, those three meetings are coming up. I think those are super important to participate in because these are lake management plans. They're going to talk about all aspects, fishing, hunting, spraying, the ecology of the lake, the whole nine yards. Like this is not just a spray meeting. So it's, it's a much broader topic than that. Um, the next thing I wanted to bring up is, did you notice I've been doing Instagram stories?
0: Yes. I am uh, so proud. Are you? you? Yes.
1: I need you guys to tell me, do we do Instagram stories? Do we do reels? Like what are, what are the kids doing these days? What are the youths, the youths, what are the youths doing in America for, for that topic? Like to talk about. Yeah,
0: And if you tell us they're doing Snapchat, you're too young. Yeah. If if you say Snapchat,
1: um, get your mom or dad to listen to the podcast and give us their (laughs) feedback. (laughs) And if you say TikTok, you don't understand how TikTok works. But, um, Anyway, I've been doing it on stories. Let me know if you like that, if you don't like that, but whatever. We've got really high return views on it. Like we get engagement. Is that what we call it? That's what know.
0: it is called. That's what the, the kids call it.
1: Marketing stuff. Uh, also, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I have been talking about conversations coming back for a long time. Let me tease out some of the things that are coming on conversations. American Daughters of Conservation. We get to interview their president yes
0: can we explain to any new listeners what conversations might be because yes. you act like
1: <laughs> so we do <laughs> everyone understands what you're saying for the majority of the year we do two podcasts a week mm-hmm. we do this show on tuesdays mm-hmm. and then we do a interview show on thursdays
0: called conversations called
1: conversations Good job. but i kind of take that off for duck season because it's just too much to have two podcasts going on mm-hmm. the whole nine yards we
0: trying to stay married during duck season yeah
1: like it's it's conversations are duck season and I choose duck season. Is that fair? Yeah. So, uh, we, we, our goal I think is to turn out 34 of them a year. So we run them basically from like March to October ish, November. Anyway. Um, these are what we got. I've got uh, a gentleman named Cordell Jeter who works with Florida department of outdoor access does uh wheelchair mobility and, and disabilities and hunting and being able to get more people outdoors participating at all levels of recreation. Super excited about that. What a cool
0: perspective. I
1: mentioned Elizabeth Bland, um, the, the president of American daughters conservation in Florida. You guys probably see her. She's super active in our Facebook group. She's super active just in general. I I, I think highly of her. It's a great interview. We've got, um, Mallory likes them coming who you met at the, uh, the film we went to the wild divide. Really? Yeah. Mallory is, is agreed to do an interview. We've been going back and forth on an outline on
0: her interview. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I may have to be in on that one. Right. I'm like, a, I'm like i I'm like a fangirl of hers.
1: Um, Mary, Nell Armstrong with Southern fire exchange is going to do an interview mm. all about fire as a management tool. Uh, you guys have asked, yeah, that's
0: not fire exchange like guns. No, that's no, no fire no. exchange, like fire, like
1: fire. Yeah. Uh, you guys have asked repeatedly about turkeys. We have, uh, Mike Chamberlain and Brett Collier are going to do a podcast together. So we will have their Instagram handles are Mike is wild Turkey doc and Brett is Dr. Shortspur. And (laughs) I'm going to tell you, we had a phone call yesterday, the other day. I don't know when I've recorded this but we had a phone call the other day that I wish I had just recorded the phone call listening to these guys talk about turkeys. Cause they're like, that's what they do. They're so pumped to talk about turkeys. They're excited about it. My gosh, it's just, that's, I'm pumped about that podcast, like circle, circle March on your calendar. Cause <laughs> these are, <laughs> these are all coming your way. See Tori Lenders on our list. Um, she, she runs path of the Panther. So nice. we're going to talk about our, a conservation person who doesn't participate in hunting, but might surprise you with some of her takes on hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Super exciting. What's lining up to be an amazing season of conversations? I don't know how
0: you keep finding like there's every year or season of conversations is so good.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, we're going back to Phil Lavretsky, the, the model duck geneticist. Mm-hmm. So I've got a compilation of questions you guys have written for Phil. He's already agreed to come back and do it. He's excited about doing it and mm-hmm. I'm going to be sharing some stuff. He's got some research done uh, that I'm going to be sharing with you guys. That's that's kind of exciting. Where they're working on some grants with students on 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 different genetic species and being able to partner with hunters on collecting specimens. Something we were able to yes. do last year, but not at a major scale. Yeah, that's coming. So I'm excited about that. Like I'm I'm you can look at me and tell how excited I am about this. I can this. I can see your I'm eyeballs. Monumentally pumped. Anyway, um, that is what's coming with conversations. Talked about stories. Uh, we will be doing a sale. On, on shirts coming up. Just teasing Oh my that God. Out.
0: How much do I have to pay you guys to buy our shirts? <laughs> because we need to clean out the inventory <laughs> closet.
1: And with that, we are going to come back to this week. So this, this podcast is dropping on Tuesday the 23rd. Is that right? 22nd. T- Tuesday the 23rd. Third, 23rd, 23rd. Tuesday the 23rd. And on the 25th, so Thursday and Friday, 25th and 26th, is the FWC commission meetings. Yes. They are done virtually. They're done. You can watch them on the Florida channel, which is like a website. I think you've watched them on there before, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Or you can register through Adobe Connect. And I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's pretty easy to find. You can Google FWC Commissioner February meeting or something, 2021 meeting. And it'll come up with the link so you can register for that. And uh, on day, I will go ahead and talk about this really quick. I think on day two, we're talking, so usually one day is fishing, one day is hunting. On day two, I think it's fishing this year. And the big controversial topic everybody's kind of talking about right now is reopening of snook redfish tarpon, or snook redfish trout in Southwest Florida. And um, whether or not we should reopen them, red tide, the closure still going on, this, that, and the other. I am anxious to see... I checked earlier this week to see what the slide was up there to see the indices of relative abundance and see what the indicators were on the snook, redfish, and trout numbers for Tampa, Charlotte Harbor, and Sarasota. Mm -hmm. Because I really am a science guy, right? We've we've always preached science should dictate policy. Yes. So I'm really kind of come down on the science side, but I don't know what the science says right now. So I'm not sure where I'm at on that until I see that science. But I do know that February a year ago, All of them were comparable or good in those uh, indices of relative abundance, which by the way, indices of relative abundance, McCall's basin theory. If you want to know about fisheries management and how they arrive at these samples, I'll put a link to this in the show note too. The first conversation we ever did was with an FWRI research biologist, Eric Weather. Maybe it was the second one. We did Eric's the first two weeks. It was Eric Orlando and Eric Weather. Mm. I remember that, but Eric Weather, um, explains how all that stuff works. It's fascinating. Cool. You can see how they arrive at the, at their data, how they create the sample, not how they arrive at the decision. Okay. Um, anyway, putting a teaser out there for that. But the big one for us has been restricted hunting areas, which are the last item is the last item or the last item? is, is the last item on the first day. So Thursday afternoon, my, you don't know how long public comment is going to last on every item because they allocate a, period of time, like they'll say agenda item one, we're going to allocate an hour for this. If three people comment, they're going to wrap it up and then they're going to make their comments, their recommendation to staff and move forward from there. You want, you have a question? No, you're just going way into the weeds. So, well, a lot of people have asked me how it's going to work on Thursday. So (laughs) what will happen is Thursday afternoon, they will do the restricted hunting area presentation. Mm-hmm. You can watch it on the Adobe Connect or Florida channel. When they get done with the presentation, one of the commissioners, they may ask them some questions or something. One of the commissioners will say, okay, now we're going to open this up for comments, public comments on this topic. And they'll put a phone number on the screen and you can call in with that phone number and you wait in a queue and they'll call you and, and unmute you and everything else. So it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And you make your public comment to the commissioners on, on that item. Gotcha. So I, that's where I was going with all that.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense.
1: Um, it's not nearly as cool as doing it in person, but it's actually a little less intimidating to do it in person. Cause you can also, you're sitting here with your notes in front of you. No one can see your face or anything like that. So. Yeah.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Super awesome.
0: Um, if you don't know what restricted hunting areas are or what we're talking about or why we're talking about it, we have some previous episodes. You might go back and reference episode 153 is where we first touched on them. And then we did a part two on episode 156.
1: And if you could only listen to one, listen to 156, because we learned a lot of information between the first one and the second one.
0: Yeah. If you listen to listen to the first one, definitely listen to the second one. Well said. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then that's the material we covered in the Zoom call last week as well.
1: Yes. So, so really um, what we wanted to do by putting this episode out was make sure everyone was covered as far as any logistics around comments. Again, this is an important thing. If you need some help, reach out to me we'll be happy to help you with information or whatever to build your own comment. But we also don't want to tell you, you have to say this thing. I want people to arrive at their own conclusions on this. Like I want people to become informed and be informed enough to speak about these things, which is what we've seen, right?
0: Yeah. I think I think people would love to be as informed as you are, but I also think that that's part of the reason people trust you is because you you have the connections and the background and the time to have dug into it. And so when you make a recommendation, a lot of people just trust that your recommendation is the right thing.
1: I appreciate that. But I, yeah, I yeah, you're I, you're, I, get, I, I get mean, you're, you're an
0: advocate for, for, for them in a lot for, of ways. For
1: public lands hunting. Right. What, what did we say? Did we add up that every hunt I did this year was on public land except one? And I only did that one because I went with a friend who yes. had access to-, to Yeah, that's any, true. It actually isn't a private lake. It's just a lake that doesn't have a boat ramp on it. Correct. So, well, I guess that is a private lake, but there's a lot of people that have places on it.
0: Yeah. Like anybody that had a friend living on it. Yeah. It wasn't like it
1: was limited to us, but that was the only hunt I went on. And that's the first time I've done that in eight years. Every hunt I've been on in those eight years has been a non-quota public water, waterfowl hunt. Yep. Yep. That anyone listening to this could find those same ducks. So that's why, that's part of the reason this is near and dear and important to my heart because it's a thing that I do on a recurring basis and love dearly. Anyway, Em, you had some questions that you took from the Zoom call the other night. So we're going to we're gonna assume the baseline is that you're informed somewhat on restricted hunting areas or RHAs as we refer to them. Um, we're going to pretend that you know, um, or not pretend, we're going to believe that you know about our sign-on letter that was circulated. Mm-hmm. We did a big sign-on letter, a whole bunch of NGOs signed on to it. I think we ended up with NGO wise, like six and a half million people are represented. That's not to say all six and a half million people signed our letter, but that's how many members those NGOs have. Plus, what's an NGO? Non governmental organization. Okay. So, like a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, 8,000 of those were National Shooting Sports Foundation, which their 8,000 members are all brands in the shooting. Like Beretta is a member, <laughs> Benelli is a member, Good. Browning is a member. <laughs> So it's not like Joe Smith. It's like Benelli is the company, right? Anyway, um, it's a pretty powerful letter with a whole lot of signature on it. We mentioned the New York rule, which we've talked about in depth on the podcast before. But it basically gives us some alignment with Florida statute seven hundred and ninety point fifteen, which gives us a directional protection in shooting. So that as long as you don't shoot someone's house, property, person, life, limb, you're safe. As long as you're as long as you're discharging in a safe direction. Safe, safe discharge. So, and what were some of the questions that kind of stuck out from, you don't have to go through all of them, but I know there were a few that were like, uh, maybe some people would want to know this.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I, I really like this question. Um, did we ever find out why this was sort of brought up by FWC? Uh, was it requested by a specific city or town or another NGO?
1: Um, no. So, so this was brought up by FWC because we've been asking them to do away with the rule for a long time. They're doing away with the bird sanctuary component of the rule, Mm -hmm. but codifying the RAJ side of the rule even more so. And that sounded, without going in the weeds, you can go back and listen to us talk about this before. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but that's not a slight at FWC. Like they're they're doing the best they can or they've made what I think is a valiant effort at creating a good rule. I just think there's some holes in it around doctrine of public trust and protections for waterfowling long term. And there's no mechanism to decline an RHA request. If a if a municipality meets all these requirements, these five requirements, they get an RHA. <laughs> so there's there's no mechanism to deny it.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay.
1: So that's disconcerting.
0: Um, all right, cool. Uh one of the good questions was um If you're going to get up and make a public comment or a written comment, what should you avoid bringing up in front of FWC?
1: I think emotions. Mm -hmm. I I think I'll say this and and we've said this on these other podcasts. I know we said it on number one fifty six. There are zero incidences of public safety where a waterfowl hunter has harmed a non-hunter in the state of Florida. I can find no record of that and, based on conversations I've had, there are no records of that. Mm-hmm. That's point one. There's no data that indicates this is a rule that's necessary. Right. The other thing that this is solving is noise complaints, which is not an FWC's purview. That's mm-hmm. not something they're supposed to be doing. So if they get a lot of noise complaints, to me, this isn't the way to solve that problem. The way to solve that problem is to tell people on the phone, sorry, <laughs> we don't do noise what complaints. What like, they're doing is legal. Yeah. Like th- that's not that hard to do. We, I, I had that slide. I don't have it in front of me, but, Our city, Winter Haven, actually went out and cited 790.15, 379.105, which is the protection of Florida hunters. They went and cited that stuff as the reason you're allowed to hunt on the lakes in Winter Haven. Right. And uh, I don't know. You can get way in the weeds on legalese on this stuff. The stuff to stay away from in my mind is emotion. This pisses me off. This upsets me. I'm mad about this. Why are you letting these I'm making this up. This is not what I believe. Why are you letting these snowbirds move down here, live on our lakes and take away my hunting for me? That's not a compelling argument. Like let's stick to data. Let's stick to facts. Let's stick to the public trust. Let's stick to, we've already got a Florida rule 790 or Florida statute 790.15. Let's stick to these things that make sense that are tangible things that are reasonable. Let's, let's be concise and succinct in that. So stay away from the emotional drivel. And that's not a knock on you, but I just, if we get into that, then it becomes a shouting match on both sides and nobody can hear what happens in the middle.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I think probably the last one that makes sense to do today is, is there a benefit to doing an electronic comment and a verbal comment or does one carry more weight than the other? So
1: that's great. The electronic comment period closed on Friday. Oh, okay. So, so you can no relevant. longer, you can no longer make an electronic. No, it's still a good question though. Cause a lot of people think that they can. Yeah. You can no longer make an electronic comment on this topic at this time. If the topic gets postponed. Mm. So, so here's what we kind of hope will happen. We hope that we raise enough concerns with the commissioners. Staff will present to the commissioners. Commissioners will listen to staff. Then they'll listen to public comments. Then the commissioners will direct staff on how to proceed. They could say, this is a great rule. We disagree with all the public comments. Come back to us and present us the final rule six, three months from now or six months from now or whenever. Or they may say, we've obviously heard some reservations. You need to take this back and take another look at it. Or get some workshops together with stakeholders and see if you can come up with a, a more compromised rule. Mm-hmm. That's what we kind of hope happens is so that we can go back to the drawing board and get a directional protection in place for waterfowl hunters in the state of Florida moving forward. So best case scenario is there's no final rule that comes out of this. It is still in a draft rule that gets workshopped moving forward. Got it. Got it. I think that's it. I
0: think that's it. I think that's, uh, oops, sorry. A gracious plenty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. If you guys, obviously this week, um, this is a, this is my top priority. So hit me up. You got my number. You got my email. Travis at cast and blastfl.com. Um, DM me, message me, And we will get back to you as quick as we can. And it may not be quickly, but we'll get back to you as quick as we can because we definitely want to put out a respectful, respectable and respectful showing. We want, if we leave and lose, we want to leave and lose well.
0: Yep. That's a great, great way to say that. Um, Also, we'll have the latest updates posted regularly on Cast and Blast Florida, the group on Facebook. The and and in that is
1: an ampersand.
0: Yep. Uh, Come find us on there great discussion really fun people
1: at Travis Thompson on social media is where I'm doing all the stories yep can I do stories in two places you can I gotta figure that out maybe I can put them on cast and, you can, cast and Blast FL. you can
0: hook your Instagram stories up to Facebook where they automatically publish both places
1: no I was talking like two accounts like I'm posting stories on Travis Thompson but I'm not posting them on cast and blast FL because I had more followers on Travis Thompson maybe I should be posting oh on, on Instagram yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Nobody's following Cast and Blast FL on Instagram.
1: 5,000 people follow Cast and Blast FL on Instagram. Eh. Eh? All right. In the meantime, we hope everybody is having a great week. Nate will be back next week. We've got lots of fun stuff planned. It's going to be back to normal. And in the meantime... Stay woke. Stay woke.